Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Adair Prayer's Morning Bible Study. I'm Lee Charles and we're so glad she could join us. But before we begin and get into the Word, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord. We just thank you for the various blessings that you have placed inside of our lives, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for that countless goods and the countless blessings and stuff that you have given us, Lord. That you have given it to us freely, Lord, and without taking it away, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit and the role he plays in our life, Lord. That he is guiding us into every situation, Lord, and is telling us that are about things that are to come, Lord, and guiding us into all truth. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue to move forward in our study of the book of Ephesians. So we are continuing in chapter 3 of Ephesians, verses 14 through 21. So whether you're just joining us for the first time or you are rejoining us, I want to encourage you to pause the episode and listen to that, or listen, read that section of Scripture just to become familiar with it and make it easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. And at this time, we are going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you might have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. So the Lord is showing me, um, looking at verse 16, that he would grant us, this is he talking about the Lord, according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. And then, you know, it, it continues after that. And it's an interesting thought. You know, the Lord is interested in building our spirits and our character. As we were talking in the previous episode, he's, he's interested in building us up there. You know, most people are concerned with their external being like their muscles, or they put in such effort to make sure that their quads are perfectly formed or their calves or mm-hmm. biceps, triceps, wh- whatever it is that they think that shows growth. Let Charles, you over here skinning and grinning. So mm-hmm. now you make me want to smile. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they put such effort, time and energy into building that physique. But the what the Lord was showing me is that their spiritual state there, in the words of Brother Copeland, scrawny. And they're mm-hmm. underdeveloped, and and the Lord is going, come to me so that I can build you up in the in the area that matters. The body's going to pass away. It's a dirt sack. From mm-hmm. dust you came to dust you'll return. I know that kind of sounds harsh, but I love the way the Lord phrased that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and it's not going to remain, but the thing that determines whether or not you see his face, your character, your spirit, your who you are on the inside, we should be focusing our, our time, effort, and energy on that. Spending, we can't bear the thought of standing before our king in a unworthy manner in an underdeveloped state. Just, just like we can't bear to let somebody else see us in a undeveloped state here in the natural. 
But the only way we get there is by seeking him. God's not going to chase you down and pin you to the wall and cram the word of God down your throat. If you want it, you have to come and get it for yourself. And mm-hmm. the how often you come to him to get that word determines on how well you're built up spiritually on the inside. If you only want to come on Sundays, that's fine. Yes, come on Sundays. But I encourage you to come more than just on Sundays because, well, it's important. And if you are just willing to come on Sundays, then you're not going to get the fullness of if you come every day, if you spend every moment of every day with him, it doesn't necessarily mean that you read your Bible because I know some people work and you can't really do that. But talking with him, hearing what's on his heart, that's that's just, that's also an alike and equivalent to getting into the word because he's able to talk. He spoke the word that we're reading now. Mm-hmm. And that's how we grow and mature. And that's how we get to know who he is on all the way around dad you mentioned in the previous episode we just we like the the benefits that he showers down on us that he's this generous god yes he is but there is also the discipline side of him because he chastens those who's he those who he loves and if you're not chasing you're not a son if you don't yield to the discipline then you are an illegitimate child and he wants us all to be his children his sons and his daughters but we have to submit to his way of doing things so here when paul was right Uh, writing about knowing the depth the breadth the wit he was talking about knowing god all the way around not just this one Uh side of him i know for for me i don't want to just know one side of my mother or my siblings i want to know who they are totally so i can identify them it's good that i know that my mom loves to laugh but i also like knowing that when she says something from the lord that she's that she's serious and that she sought the lord on my behalf and i can trust the words coming out of her mouth Right. And the, and the Lord wants us to have that kind of relationship with him also, not going, Lord, you just give all the benefits or Lord, you're just bad all the time. But knowing who he is truly and genuinely, because that's his heart's desire. He knows mm-hmm. us all the way around. So why shouldn't we put in the time, effort and energy to know him? Amen. And God is never bad. Amen. He is never bad. Now, I know people categorize that as if you do what I want, you're good. If you don't do what I want you're bad. Well, that mindset is wrong. That's wickedness. That's ungodly and unloving. God is always good. Mm -hmm. And so it's not us who sets the course. It's God who sets it. Right. So we should behold him as he is and honor him with the truth of the honor that's due him. Jen, did you have something, honey? No, I just, I was going to say on that, where do you typically find the, that, mindset or that behavior in children and rebellious individuals <laughs> uh, all the way yes all the way down to children right mm-hmm. but if it's never reined in do you not see it in every age at every level mm-hmm. every yes, every just decade continues. right it continues it must be refined it must be uprooted from someone's life mm-hmm. Layla, you said something interesting um And we talked about this a little bit in the, or you talked about it in the previous episode, honey, they're refining. God is interested in who we are inside and making sure the inside, the eternal part of us, the lasting part of us is good. And it is our spirit man. That's right. Able to make it into the kingdom because that's the Holy Spirit's job. It's interesting to note that we talked about uh, in Matthew, the scripture that says the Lord reigns on the just and the unjust alike. And those are external blessings. That's like rain on the crops outside. That's um, clouds when it's sunny, 
You know what I mean? And in hot yes, and, and a cloud rolls over. Well, the cloud may have shown up because the believer's there, but everybody in the area gets to enjoy the cloud, right? Just like when yes, Paul mommy. was shipwrecked, he was the believer there. God kept him, but because of the grace that was extended, everybody else got to be saved as well. So those are external things, but there is no internal development for the unbeliever. God is not developing their character. He would like to, but they're not his child yet. They have not committed to him. They've not submitted to him yet. They are his creation, but they are not his child. So in that regard, you know, the, the external blessings are good. We enjoy those. We enjoy mm-hmm. when there's a cool breeze that comes on the earth and it's after it's been hot. We enjoy when the rain comes and we're trying to grow crops and we like to eat food. We enjoy... You know, when um, the Lord provides a financial provision or something of that nature, just as general goodness, but the special things belong and they are a part of the inheritance we have as his children. And the, the most value of that, because the Lord told us to, to lay up treasure in heaven yes. where it won't be destroyed or eaten or stolen, right? Yes. The put your effort on the eternal things because those will not be taken away, but that development of you on the inside and you we mentioned refining Mm -hmm. the lord provides the opportunity for us to be refined and i don't mean he sets up negative scenarios but he always works those things together for our good right yes mommy the devil the devil's always going to try to persecute he's always going to try to steal kill and destroy that's what he does and the lord just goes i know this is coming but you can't even be tested in this way until i've prepared you and then there's limitations on that but Uh while this heat is on you you have to choose to scrape off the dross amen god is not going to scrape your own dross off for you because if you wanted to die with that sin in your life that's your choice if you wanted to be a, a Christian who blesses and curses and you insist upon keeping that with you for the rest of your life, God will let you keep it because it's your choice to give it up or to maintain it. So yes, when, the, when the pressure comes, when the opportunity comes, you have to scrape off the dross. You have to look for it, identify it, and the Holy Spirit will go, there it is, there it is. But if you don't take that tool and wipe it off the top of your gold that the Lord is refining, your precious gold or precious silver, which is you, that you're the pearl of great price internally. If you never go, okay, I'm done with saying beeping, 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 beeping. I'm done with using profanity in my language. I'm done with it, God. Okay. Or or whatever that thing is in your life. That's just an example that we could all, you know, point to and clearly understand. I'm done with being jealous. I'm done with being wrathful and vengeful. I'm done with hatred. I'm done with adultery. I'm done with fornication. I'm done with lust, whatever it is. If you never scrape it off and go, I put it away from me. I'm, I'm over this. I'm finished with it. It'll, you'll, the fire will come and then you'll cool down and it'll just sink right back into you and you'll find yourself in a perpetual circle. But you'll end also over, find end over end. when that happens, it makes, well... And refining with metal, right? It makes that metal weaker every time that happens. I didn't say there would be no consequence oh, yeah, to letting the, the dross remain. But I'm just saying, recognize that in our own life. I'm sure if we think back in our own life, the, the longer we held on to certain things, the the weaker we became or the more we ended up losing or was taken from us or 
you know, whatever the combination thereof. And and typically what happens, their refining comes, especially right before, like um, if there's sin and the Lord goes, let me put some pressure so you can deal with this. It's usually because there's a consequence on the other side of it that you don't want to face. And this mm-hmm. is like your last off ramp to escape that um, consequence. And if should you choose not to, you're like, no, I'm going to hold on to this a little bit longer. I'm going to keep driving past this off road that you're giving me, Lord, Holy Spirit. I'm just going to keep on going because I'm not ready yet. I still need this. I want it. Then when sin reaches its what? Fullness. It produces what? Death. death. From Genesis to Revelation, when sin reaches its fullness, it always brings forth death. It may not be um, your immediate physical death right now, but it could be death to an opportunity, death to a relationship, death to your, um, or a decline in your health or something of that that's beyond a turning point, shortening of your lifespan. And I'm not speaking negative things over you. I'm just saying this is the consequence of sin. This is what's laid out in scripture. Natural manifestations of the consequences of those spiritual things. And I would say even greater than that, as you were talking about, Layla, fully knowing the Lord. It prevents us from fully knowing mm-hmm. him because then you're retaining a misperception or misunderstanding about the Lord and his nature and character and attributes. But more importantly, how he truly, how much he truly loves you and how he feels about you. Amen. You miss out on that opportunity. Promise. Well, Go ahead. Layla, as you're speaking, the Lord brought me to further down the section verses 18 through 19 i won't read it for the sake of time but it's almost saying that um the lord's love when we actually explore the the full extent of it they'll be able to read from him bountifully and the you talked about how we won't be able to receive or be refined if our spiritual state is weak and the lord's reminding me of it it's not just us going lord repeating the same thing over and over learning the ground side of you or Saying I'm not going to do that over, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's also actually making the decisions. You read inside of Matthew 4 where it talks about how Jesus was being tempted inside of the wilderness. He wasn't just saying the same things over and over, but falling to the same temptation. Um, Without fail, he was actually, the scriptures were also helping him strengthen him. And he found his refuge inside of the Lord. And that's how it should be with us. We shouldn't be looking for material things to say, I have more value or, as you said, it makes us better inside the Lord. The Lord without fail will always give us strength to endure inside of the physical and the spiritual. Because we know that if the Lord doesn't just bless us inside of the spiritual, you read how Abraham, he had a lot of flocks and he was rich. Mm-hmm. And that only became because he found his refuge inside of God. Amen. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, to our natural life here on the earth and the the character and nature that the Lord wants us to have, our relationship with him. And then we read in Ephesians chapter 2 that he's predestined good works mm-hmm. beforehand that we should walk in them. So he's already predestined us. He's given us the grace for the life that he's called us to. And He's faithful, and the Holy Spirit is here to ensure that we make it to the proper destination, which yes, is heaven. <laughs> yes. Amen. Let Charles, you had something, darling? Yes. 
What you and Lil were saying, Promise, is that you are talking about the Lord developing us. And we see this inside of the very last verse where it says, To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Most times when we look at the scripture, when we say church, we think of a building. But here Paul's referring to the body of Christ, meaning the individuals. And that's something that we have to understand. Lil, you're talking about how the Lord wants to develop us on the inside. That's where he gets the glory. As individuals, we carry around um, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father. He says inside of John that we would come and make our abode with you inside of us. Mm -hmm. So as we're glorifying the Lord, meaning that we're doing what the Lord wants us to do, that's what he's looking for. He's not necessarily looking for a building that has clean floors and there's no bugs in the aisles. That's not what he's looking for. Mm -hmm. He's not coffee stains on the carpet. (laughs) Yes, he's not glorified inside of that. What he's glorified is when we're doing what the Lord wants him to do. We also see that inside of the book of John. He says, I glorify you. He, um, Jesus asked for the glory that he had with the Father so he could glorify him. So he could do what the Lord wanted him to do with it. And we see that he said, um, Jesus said that he glorified the Father by his actions. That's, and he gave it to the disciples so they could glorify the Lord by what they're doing as well. So when we understand that, as the church, what we're supposed to be striving for is a development on the inside of us. We're not supposed to be looking at others or trying to develop others into something, but we're supposed to be focusing on ourselves. Not in a selfish standpoint of all I do is for myself, but um, essentially minding your own business. The Lord remind me multiple times, and that's something that you and Dad talk to me, Mom, you say to look at and examine myself on what I can do better instead of what others can do better. Mm-hmm. We see that with Jesus. Jesus wasn't over there saying, you did this wrong, but Jesus was constantly refining himself. And we think that's a bit extreme because Jesus was God, but he still received refinement. The purest of metals still go through refinement processes so mm-hmm. that way they can be stronger. Mm-hmm. And it lets you know what quality of metal it is. Yes. So there was no dross in him. So the, the refining just showed, ooh, you sure are pure, right? Yes. <laughs> you sure are strong. It only confirmed the good that was on the inside of him. It only confirmed his faithfulness, holiness, mm-hmm. righteousness, et cetera, and his perfection. And, and his obedience, to your point, that it says he learned from his suffering. So his refining. Amen. Yes, Dad. Yes. Okay. Just with all metal, right? They are refined they are they go through this process to be shaped or formed into what they are to be used for right their purpose yes how's that any different from us but the lord also makes the example of the potter and the clay right yes he's the potter we're the clay he's forming us into the vessel that he wants us to be for the purpose he's designed us to be not all vessels look the same Right off the bat, there are cups and bowls and plates, right? You know, things that we use every day, right? But they all have a different, similar purpose, but it's still different, is it not? Yes. Yes. Okay, so let the Lord refine you for the purpose he has for you and shape you and mold you. You're already made in his image and likeness. But now let's also be conformed to his image, which means exhibiting his character, nature, and attributes. Yes, Without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Yes. Just as our pattern example, Jesus. Amen. Yes, and how we're supposed to be refining our um, selves in that. 
And ultimately, the Lord is looking for us to develop ourselves into a point where we're like Jesus. He's not, as I said, not looking for the church building. He's not going to catch that up to heaven Mm -hmm. and leave the people down here. But what he's looking for is the humans. Mm -hmm. Meaning when the humans are doing everything that the Lord told them to do, then he's glorified. The building can't glorify him. It's what the what's taking place inside the building that glorifies him. Amen. And it's a key thing. Jesus Mm -hmm. said, I finished the work that you gave me. I kept those that you've assigned to me and lost none except for the one of the the son of perdition. But finishing the work that God called us to do, not just be perpetually getting there to get there to get there. Finish the work, do the work until it's completed and God is satisfied. That allowed him to go, now bestow upon me the glory that I had with you before the world was. And his, his learning that he learned through suffering is so he could intercede on our behalf. Amen. Yes, and that we, love yes. that he was talking about. So we understand the depth of that love. Mm-hmm. So we can fully know him. So we're going to pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today. And we thank you for being with us this morning, Lord, to guide us into all truth and show us things to come. God, we thank you for ministering to us our needs, Lord, and showing us another aspect of you, God, and refining us, Lord, so that we grow into the son and daughters that you called us to be, Lord, that we bear the image of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. And we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for our partners and our listeners. We ask that you'll give them grace and favor as they go to work or go to school, Lord, that you would cause them to excel, Lord. Let their hearts be open to your voice, Lord, their ears quick to hear your voice, Lord, and quick to understand whatever it is that they're being taught, Lord, that taught from you, God, that they are excelling in all that you have placed in their hands, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on Connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says Subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.